Content warning. Violence against women. Very excited to see what happens this next time, especially considering that Keanu just got robbed. Yeah. I'm sorry, Grandpa. that I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast, movies, death, anime. I'm your first co-host, Keanu, and our second co-host, she is the destroyer of worlds, the conqueror of planets, Manny. And our third co-host, he is the religious leader, the fanatic, emphatic, and charismatic, Morgan. And for the final movie of April No Fools, I chose the movie Akira, which is the 1988 Japanese cyberpunk film. Akira is set in a dystopian 2019. It tells the story of Shotaro Kanida, a leader of a biker gang whose childhood friend, Tetsuoshima, acquires incredible telekinetic abilities after a motorcycle accident, eventually threatening an entire military complex amid chaos and rebellion in the sprawling futuristic metropolis of Neo-Tokyo. What's everyone's first impressions of it? I'm really curious to hear Morgan's because you, we talked about this last time, but you've never seen this movie. And then this was my first time. Uh, I'm not a big anime buff. I don't watch a lot of Japanese animation. Um, but I thought it was a really interesting take on that dystopian cyberpunk world. And I heard that it kind of revolutionized the cyberpunk genre. I think because it is based on like a 2000 page manga, maybe it was a little over world builded, if that <laughs> makes sense for yeah. the for the movie. Like, I think it was maybe a little convoluted and confusing and they added in maybe a lot of tiny details that kind of didn't add to the plot that they didn't need. But uh, overall, I thought it was visually entertaining. Um, my biggest qualm with anime usually just comes from the fact that I feel like they include a lot of either like negative female characters or just rape, uh, implied rape or like attempted rape. And this movie had a little bit of that as I expect from anime. And I usually try to stay away from rape in my uh, media because it's just not something I personally enjoy. But besides that, I did think it was an entertaining uh, film and I do like the cyberpunk genre. Okay, yeah. Man. All right. Uh, my first impressions of watching Akira again after a while. Um, very flashy. The animation is very well done. I agree with Morgan. The plot can seem a little convoluted at times. It's kind of hard to really keep up with what's going on. Like, why? Why does that happen? Um, <laughs> but yeah. overall, yeah, it's a solid movie. I'm glad that the rape scene or the attempted rape scene wasn't as gruesome as a lot of other scenes uh in other animes there are some really gruesome scenes in animes morgan is dead on on that uh and so i'm glad that it was just like oh yeah you see to try something and then get immediately their asses beat um that was a relief so it sounds like everyone's like generally favorable towards movie aside from a certain couple of gives which is actually a question i wanted to it's something i kind of anticipated and i wanted to talk about later but my my impressions again watching this movie is that it really is more convoluted than I thought I was watching it. I think I watched it in college. I was high and I was like, I, I understand this movie. <laughs> I totally get this movie. And rewatching it now, I'm like, I, I almost can't make heads or tails of it 
like what the fuck I'm actually watching in some ways. The main thing, though, as Manny said, though, is that this movie is flashy. It's super gripping for that uh, whole reason for me. I didn't find myself laughing as much because I like that's how I generally approach movies. But this movie was just kind of like awe inspiring for me. Like I wouldn't say jaw dropping in any way, but. I very much appreciated how much detail and attention they gave to the animation. What 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 is everyone's like benchmarks or standards for like animation in general? Like in terms of like good anime stories, or in terms of like animation, what looks pretty? Um, what looks pretty? Animation stories. I'm. I think we we can agree that Kira Akira doesn't have a very good story as it is presented in this format i mean it has it has an interesting world for sure but you're right the story isn't top tier by any means it made me want to read the manga because i think it probably yeah. told in that yeah. format it's probably really intense and fun and cool and interesting world building unfortunately it doesn't work as well in such a short format without severely mm-hmm. reducing the story which they didn't do as much as maybe they should have yeah totally well um what happened was this movie came out before the actual manga finished completing, weirdly enough. Uh, it was like a Full Metal Alchemist kind of situation where um, the author or the mangaka didn't finish their shit. So they had to make up a story that had the middle parts in and the last ending part in. Yeah, but the mangaka also did give them the ending because he was working on this movie. Exactly. Yeah, I thought he directed the film, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It has like, you know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones where like, uh, George R. R. Martin has like the broad strokes and the ending plan, but no one's actually seen it in written form yet or in like a, you know, a book form just yet. Well, I will say this movie probably did better than than the Game of Thrones writers did with <laughs> their ending. Hmm. But um, going back to original question, Keanu, sorry yeah. about what I consider to be good animation. It's hard because obviously, you know, you get two distinct styles, both with East and West. And when you think of Western animation, you think of um, Disney. Well, you think of fucking Disney, yeah. Hmm. But more than that, you think of Pixar, and you think of how well they've gone uh, doing like 3D animation because it has come a long way. Those fucking water ripple effects in Moana, um, yeah, and, and just how colorful and beautiful. Well. Oh yeah, yeah, air particles. How colorful and beautiful they can make their worlds. That's probably upper echelon of Western animation. Um, and then when it comes to Japanese animation, I, I think there's a little bit more of a push there on like traditional, um, hand painted and hand drawn animation. Like Studio Ghibli, I think is still really admired out here in the West for how beautiful they can make their worlds. Right. Mm. And, uh, I think for a long time they were still doing like hand drawn cells, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. They were. That's, that's what I, that's what comes to mind. Pixar and Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. God, I don't know how to pronounce it differently. But um yeah, no, the hand on hand style uh, hand animated cell style is unfortunately fallen out of favor for more cheaper ways and efficient ways of animation. Uh Akira, I think we like way, way back when we first started the podcast, I wanted to pick Akira as like the movie for uh sci fi September, like the movie I wanted to pick for it. But it was a commercial flop. Because it just spent so much money trying to make the animation of this like perfect. And it is perfect in a lot of ways too. Like I love the detail so much in every way they move things. They would like literally animate the perspective changing from scenes. Like 
it's crazy because it makes you really feel super realized and kind of horrific in its way. What did you guys think of like the environments and character or themes of this story? I like the characters. They're all pretty straightforward and simple. Um, you know, uh, Canada or whatever um, Canada. is our main protagonist who has a good heart, but is a bit of rough around the edges and cares about his friends, but also really, really cares about his friends so much that he's willing to kill his best friend because he killed another one of their friends. Um, you know, it's, he's a good protagonist in what he does. Um, and then Tetsuo has that, you know, little man complex, like a chihuahua where he's just barking <laughs> up because he feels less than. And so that's his driving thing. And then all the other characters are pretty straightforward. We got the soldiers, we got the scientists who are mad and we got the revolutionaries. Um, there wasn't a character that I disliked any particular way. And um, so I thought that was nice. Um, the background. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's because we're like 30 years or 40 years away from when this movie was made, but we've seen this background before we've seen the dystopian sci-fi future that didn't happen. Um, explored in that. a bunch of t- <laughs> Dude, Power Rangers RPM has the exact same background. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm pretty sure uh, this this dystopian future has been totally realized two years after the setting of this movie. At this point, oh, very much so. That's <laughs> Stupidly yeah. related. I don't know, man. It's <clears throat> it's yeah. No, it's it's still not that bad. We don't, we don't have, have psychic grenades. kids yet, unfortunately. No, that would be kind of cool. I you know fucked up, but cool. Yeah. There wasn't World War Three, is what I'm saying, and like you know, yeah. cops are dicks, but cops aren't fucking going around completely covering people with bullets in front of other people. They do it in the dark, like cowards. They do it in countries that aren't America. <laughs> they do it here. Mm, yeah, I guess I could see that. But yeah, no, the background—it's a bit cliche, but I'm sure that being that they're so far in the past, that this might have been one of the originators of the cliche. Um, I don't think it's all that interesting to imagine what the world will be like if it's shitty because the world is already pretty shitty and mm. just being a little bit shittier is just like, yeah, whatever. It can always get worse. Um, the interesting thing is I feel like the cyberpunk part, though, like yeah. they have laser guns and like, well, they didn't really get into the pills, but they have like psychic children. That kind of stuff is yeah. interesting. I like cyber additions to regular annihilation yeah but that's what i'm saying i've seen that all before and i've seen it more interestingly done like dystopian Mm. cyberpunk worlds i really liked the world of valhalla and how that is shaped up and i thought the characters in the background are even prettier in that uh story than they are in akira and more interesting Um, talking about the game right yeah 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 which is basically just a visual novel and then themes um what are the themes of akira that's what I was going to ask. I feel like what we're watching are a biker gang fighting with uh, f- uh, corrupt politicians, fighting with corrupt police, like a militant police, fighting with yeah. a terrorist organization. Like, they're all bad. Who do we want to, quote unquote, win here? Because they all seem like they're using like negative means to justify their own goals and we don't even really know what any of their goals are i feel like well canada is just all about freedom right he's just a rebel without a cause well he's i don't know he's a biker he's a biker gang member who probably goes around causing havoc yeah their whole thing is just freedom and also his goal is 
to save his friend from the weird corruption that's mm. overtaken And him. also to have sex. That is one of his big goals. Yeah, that was most of his character was just hitting on <laughs> Kay the whole time. And I found that whole thing yeah. weird and obnoxious. Yeah, I found that pretty gross too. I was like, oh, that's not cool. Yeah. He's 14 or something. He's pretty young, unfortunately. He's like 16. Yeah, he's like a horny teenager. Exactly. Who wants to watch that? (laughs) You don't want to watch horny teenager? Not really. Good. You don't have to most of the time. We watched mid-90s, though, right? Not mid-90s, sorry. What? Uh, Oh, One by... What was the movie called? 80 Kids. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hot set in any time aside from 2019. There's been a lot of weirdos. 90s nostalgia. It's confusing. <laughs> anyway. There was no 90s nostalgia in that movie. It was set now. Teenagers yeah, remind right. me of the, the 90s. Teenagers <laughs> remind you of being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, can, I can understand the confusion around the theming and what character motivations are because this movie may be character driven because we're following Tetsuo and Aki, not Aki, Tetsuo and Kanida uh, and their story as they live in Neo Tokyo but they're not really like the central core to the themes I think of Akira. The themes of Akira are destruction and treatment, remedy. Um, there's, the movie starts off with like a big bang like explosion very similar to like um the 1942 hiroshima nagasaki bombing incident and environmental destruction is like and violence are like the biggest things that are repeatedly seen throughout the movie as morgan you were saying everyone here is awful all the adults will kill each other they'll shoot each other they're uh vagrants they're they're religious fanatics have gone mad and such they'll die for anything uh, people are wanting to bring about the destruction of Neo Tokyo, like many people who are trying to do so. And the question is, why are they doing that? Because their world sucks. Like, uh, this, this watching this movie reminded me a lot of Robocop, where it's like, why do people continue to live in this shitty society? And I think the reason, I don't think Akira does a very good job of explaining it or exploring it as well as like Robocop, but it's because there is devastation that they have to deal with after the fact. Uh, that's why, like, um, Kanida's crew are called the Capsules. Again, this movie doesn't really explore it that well, but in the manga, they like the Capsules like to take a lot of pills. They like popping pills. They, you know, the the shirt, on, the jacket on Kanida's back says "Good for health, bad for education," and. I think that's a very good way to describe their like thematic justification in the, in the story. They're not well off and they have to take things to be well. And if they don't do that, they will inevitably self-destruct and destroy themselves, just like Tetsuo at the end of the movie. When he stops taking the pills, he doesn't get the medication he needs, he becomes a an amoeba. Uh, they, they reference that that idea a lot too in the movie and they just it's it's sad it just sucks ass as Manny says it's something we've seen a lot before already like this movie came out 30 years ago and in the wake of that movie we've seen very similar but like not as fantastical atrocities that uh, Akira points to but I still think that's kind of poignant because we're supposed to focus on Tetsuo and Kaneda 
I do agree they're horrible people in a lot of rights, and I don't agree with anything that they do as, like, shitty. But there are still weirdly humanizing moments that we're supposed to graft onto, or grab onto, rather. Uh, the scene with Kaori and Tetsuo, that very first time they meet up again, Tetsuo's like, I just want to fucking leave this place and go somewhere else. And Kaneda genuinely loves his friends so much as more as Maddie said that he would literally kill Tetsuo to avenge Yamagata and the barkeep and whoever else. It's 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 human it's human it's the human soul in the face of adversity. And that's the big thing I, I, I draw upon rewatching this movie oh, brother, when I wasn't high. This guy stinks! So what do you think about the ending with the way it fits in with this theme of destruction and whatnot, where uh, Tetsuo, I guess, is shuttled away to a new dimension with, I guess, what's left of the psychic kids. And I guess they create maybe their own Big Bang in like a new universe <laughs> and maybe start like their own universe as gods. I'm kind of unsure of what implications that leaves, but it kind of leaves the rest of Neo Tokyo in or Neo Japan in shambles with kind of, we have no knowledge of, of who's in control now. Cause it seemed like everyone who was in control at some point is now dead or, or destitute. And we're kind of just left with once again, kind of maybe the way things started last time, the shambles of the world that we can assume is just going to be built up the same as last time with no indication that it will be better the second time. I agree. I think the ending really fucks up a lot of the storytelling. Like, I, as much as I enjoyed the movie, the ending sucks ass. It's not good. Like, it didn't really think at all about the effects of what, the, as you said, it doesn't seem like there was any real rhyme or reason to how it ended to uh, resolve or build upon what the initial themes that Akira was presenting. Like, the ending is super random. Tetsuo just kind of leaves, as you said. And the the Shaikin Cakes just leave. Uh, New Tokyo is still in shambles, and there's no one really left to pick up the pieces, maybe aside from, like, um, the colonel to do something about. Which also didn't like the colonel. I didn't, I didn't know. Is that the guy that directed the soul or whatever? The yeah. guy with the weird cut or whatever? Yeah. Maybe that's the point, though, Landing, that there is no rhyme or reason to violence, destruction. It just happens again. It's cyclical. You continue to fuck up because you don't learn from your mistakes because, you know, one's there to really overanalyze things. They're just like, well, shit, everything's fucked up. Let's rebuild it. And it gets rebuilt in the same way because it's all everybody's ever known. So maybe that's the point. I kind of like the ending. Hmm. I don't really think the themes are super strong, though. I think the idea of destruction and whatever is just kind of bullshitty. I think it's a cool movie, but I don't think it has any substance as it is. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I like the idea of the cyclical theme of history repeating itself. But like, if that is the theme, I don't think it's shown very strongly throughout the entire story. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They they didn't end very well on that either. Like, it's just like, if it's cyclical, there should have been something that showed the ending, like returning back to how it originally was. Instead, it's just open-ended for interpretation if it was supposed to be more cynical i don't think it i don't think it did a very good job of being cynical yeah it didn't feel like a cynical ending necessarily the psychic kids seemed happy with killing themselves to 
get rid of Tetsuo. And I'm still confused about this, like the way it ended with their supposed Big Bang. Like, what does that mean for the world? I don't know. That's what's it's again. It's it, it does mean that there's another universe. The author has like said it. Like they're in a whole different oh, really? universe. They made a yeah. They made a new universe. They are the gods of a new universe. Yeah, I want maybe more of that story of Tetsuo now as a god of a universe after the way he treated everyone <laughs> as a god in this universe. I can only imagine that universe must be so fucked up. Well, there is also an interesting thing about the phrase, I am Tetsuo, which he says very often throughout the movie. Most of the time he's using it, there's apparently two different ways to say it in Japanese. Uh, one of which is a more masculine, like, I am Tetsuo, like, fuck you, that's who I am. Yeah, and the last one ends with something like, Boku no Tetsuo, which is a softer form of saying <laughs> that, which is supposed to be like, yeah, I'm Tetsuo. And supposedly that's supposed to mean that he's at peace with himself and he's come to terms with his inferiority and he's just focusing on the good of building a new world and he actually feels at peace. But that's just one interpretation of that line in the ending of the movie because you remember that line, right, Morgan? Um, at the end of the movie, it's like fades to like the new universe and you just hear, I am Tetsuo. That's it. That's one interpretation for it and a lot of people have taken it to mean that like, yeah, he's not as much of an asshole as he that has been throughout the rest of the movie. So what changed him? Needing help again? And then realizing, oh, I guess I need help no matter how strong I am? Maybe. It would humble someone who thought they were omnipresent. Pussy popping, we're gonna play a game. Now then, let me set the stage. Akira is an exploration and contemplation of the themes of immensalness, institutions, and inherent problems with advancing technology without considering the ramifications. But no one watched that in this movie for this shit. So um, the movie is all about sick ass superpowers that Tetsuo gets. So the game uh, my co hosts are gonna play is Which shitty superpower would you rather have? Ooh, okay. The premise is this. Would you rather? I present you, <laughs> I present you two superpowers. They are both terrible. You must explain why you will pick this power. You both cannot have the same power. If there is a stalemate, you must each present the case why the other person deserves that other shitty power. You may also describe why you deserve your power if it helps your case. Has everyone got the rules? Yeah. All right. Got it. Manny? Yeah. Okay. So... First shitty superpower and second shitty power. The power to weld dogs to people's faces. And the second one, to transform into a door. Huh. (laughs) So you can either transform into a door or weld dogs to people's faces. Yes. I I should mention most of these are real superhero powers i i I looked up on comics and shit that's amazing i uh (laughs) so does the door like actually go someplace or is it literally just a door 
It's a door. Okay, I would rather <laughs> I'd rather be able to turn into a door. That's like a good stealth espionage power. Okay, so you're trying to look for the the good in this, and not the what's the least shitty thing I can do with this power. I mean, also, I feel like I could make a lot of puns and then turn into a door. Kingdom Hearts door. <laughs> I'll take dogs. Stupid. But why though? Why would you do that? Because it's a useful superpower. You can <laughs> fucking weld a dog to a person's face, which means that person's incapacitated. What the fuck are they gonna do with a dog in their face? Uh are you gonna do human centipede style? They can't see the mouse. Yeah, ask the <laughs> mouth, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can you can put any orifice you want of the dogs into their face. Dude, yeah, no, it it is a actual useful and I mean it's cruel to both the person and the dog, but like exactly you're giving me a superpower, like that's a superpower. Like I imagine that it's like instant welding, more or less like melding yeah. faces to dogs. That's amazing. Yeah, no. I'll take that in a heartbeat, dude. No. It's not instant. He has a <laughs> he has a welding tool. <laughs> that's not a superpower. That's just impossible. Yeah, what's what's the superpower? What's the about superpower? Him? Like he stops people from stopping him, like through. Mind control? No, he just he just does it. <laughs> he does no mind control. He's just a guy. He's like, I'm gonna weld a dog to your face. But he must be fast so because how yeah, because be someone fast. would stop him. So he's a master welder. That's it. He's so good at welding, he can weld a dog to a person's face. I mean, you could use that in so many mm-hmm. other ways. I was gonna say, yeah, that's useful as hell. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, his. You want to guess his name real quickly? What dog welder? Dog welder man. Yeah, this is dog welder. <laughs> it's such oh. fucking DC. I hate them. You become a mind reader, but you cannot comprehend your own thoughts. And two, invulnerability, but you cannot feel with physical touch anymore. Invulnerability. Yeah, I would agree really? with that one. The other one makes you insane if you can't. If you can't. Uh, contemplate your own thoughts how would you exist i would argue i would argue both of them would drive you insane because you literally cannot touch or feel anything well there are people that that don't have physical sensation and they live fulfilling lives you fucking asshole fuck i i don't think people that can't comprehend their own thoughts live fulfilling lives because how they might you don't know that you ableist fuck hey i wasn't being ableist about the physical touch thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. No, you're better than that fucking uh, bigot over there, but still. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck. All right. As as a writer, I need to be able to compre- comprehend my thoughts. So I think I. I yeah. Fuck the, it. I I will more. I will I'll take the bullet, Morgan. I I you can have the superpower, oh, and, and, and I'll have the village. one that's. Yeah, and I'll have the one that literally drives me insane. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. You'd be like Mr. Mr. Negative Man. You know, from Doom Patrol. Forget his name. Oh. It's literally being driven insane. Like, you... Larry? Like, it's not a useful one. It's (laughs) This one had a clear winner, Keanu. Well, I guess what you could do is just only (laughs) think in other people's thoughts and just never have your own thought ever again. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting way to go through life. All right. Back to the silly one. Cheese manipulation. I'll take the next bullet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Second, third set. Uh, cheese manipulation and the power to eat anything. Okay. So food. Uh, whichever ones. one you want, Manny. I'm fine with either. 
Um, I'm also cool with both of these. Cheese manipulation. What does <laughs> cheese manipulation mean? Like, can you make cheese out of milk? You can make cheese out of milk. Yes. You can. Okay. I just thought it was you like uh what you can is like his name? conjure Magneto. cheese. You conjure. I just if it, cheese already existed, you could manipulate <laughs> it the way Magneto can yeah. manipulate metal. That's what I was thinking at first, and I was oh. like, wait, so can you make cheese though? It doesn't say cheese generation, so maybe it just cheese, cheese manipulation, manipulation is only what it is. Yeah, but that's the thing. Milk is like a base form of cheese. Yeah, can so... you make cheese out of milk is what I'm asking, Keanu. Yes. But cheese okay. is still more than just milk. So you're saying you can also just, so it's just dairy manipulation then. Cheese manipulation is a form of dairy manipulation, but <laughs> only specifically for cheese. You can't make it into Yeah, yogurt. like you can't make yogurt. Okay, but you can, <laughs> you but can make... you turn yogurt into cheese? No. Can you make that... yogurt into cheese? No, you can't make yogurt into cheese. You can't do that, right? Yeah. But you no. can... No. Oh, okay, because you can't make yogurt back into milk to then make into cheese. You can only yeah. make milk into cheese and no mm-hmm. other forms. Yeah. And then that. from there, you can manipulate cheese like Magneto, but like Mouse Nito or whatever. Um, mouse Nito. God damn it. Anyways, for the other one, Keanu, you can eat anything, right? Yes, anything. anything. And it doesn't, aff- it doesn't in, like, it affect doesn't your affect your stomach? It doesn't affect you, but you still have to taste it and you still have to like feel it go through your mouth and your esophagus. Yeah, that's what I'm taking. Eat anything? Dude, I'm invulnerable to poison now, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, Unless, huh? because that. that's a liquid. But I guess you can eat anything, which means you can now eat a liquid. Yeah. Hear that? Alright, so all the that's cheese ice. manipulation. If any of you guys eat cheese, I will rip your insides out. Please don't. That's good, yeah. You'd be able to kick my ass if I <laughs> just like that that character that can manipulate milk in Misfits who mur- like tries to murder someone by making them choke or something from the milk they drink. What the fuck? That was in like Misfits season three, I think. I don't remember. Surprisingly good, good. The power to change any color at will, and detachable arms. What do you mean the Ooh, power to change really any cool. color? At- yeah, I was really? say, what any do you mean color? though? At will. Yeah, you like, can, like, could I make my wall black? Yeah, yeah. you could make a white person oh, black, I yeah, guess, but... too. You could do some, like, blackface shit. You could change someone's... Oh, no! Melanin levels. I'll make you all do blackface, you fucking bigots. <laughs> You've taken this to a horrible, horrible conclusion, Morgan. Why was that the first place your fucking brain jumped, Morgan? <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because we have so many race issues and we like to call races by colors. And if you could just change someone's color, that means you can effectively not change their race, but just change, like, uh, like how Michael Jackson had, uh, what was that called? V- Vitiligo or whatever? Yeah, vitiligo. Yeah. Vitiligo. You can essentially do that with skin. You can make someone blue. Face painting would be very simple That's without true. any material painting. necessary. Okay, so yeah, so that color thing is it just changed into a flat color, or can you do designs? I'm gonna say you can do designs. That makes sense. Yeah, Which one do you want you more? You can change any color. The only problem the is you one? can't generate new designs. Oh, you, you detachable to... limbs. Mm, yeah. Detachable limbs. Only no, not limbs. Arms. Detachable arms. Okay. Only your arms. They're both. They're both useful. Interesting. Yeah. What would you use detachable arms for? Uh, like climbing, throwing, getting out of yeah. like chains. I could get myself arrested <laughs> and then be able to easily get yeah. out through through some arm manipulation. You could just carry your arm like 
take off your arm just shake it around like that yeah you can use you know double arm for like extendable yeah. of something on the ceiling i need to reach stupid love it changing colors interesting seems mostly cosmetic although you could make a real career out of that and again you I feel become like a really good interior designer yeah that or like a, a skin doctor can help with and at least changing the color of people's skin i guess you can't fix like a mole or something you can just change the color of it you would be a very good elementary teacher I'll go with detachable limbs because I'm short and I would like to be able to reach high places. Smart. I'll take the colors. Shapeshifting into any non-human animal, but if you stay in it for 24 hours, you stay that animal. And you get superpowers like Superman, but using your powers for one hour shortens your life by one year. Okay, well, one of those is clearly way worse than the other. Which, which one is that? The Superman one. <laughs> the animal one, 24 hours you get before you become that animal, but you can change like at will. The Superman one, one hour of use. Is that like, mm. is that like one hour constantly? Or like if I do 30 minutes of use and then stop, the counter restarts? Because that makes a huge difference. Mm. If you use it for 30 minutes, you stop, you're good. But if you go like, again, 24 hour... Oh, I know. Hmm. That's an hour. It's cumulative. It's cumulative. It has to, over 30 minutes, then another 30 minutes, that's an hour. So you okay, know, effectively so, show your life by one year. By so even that. like 30 minutes and then go to bed and then wake up and do another 30 minutes, like that's every, so that mm-hmm. means the animal one after, like, is it 24 hours cumulative of the same animal? So essentially you only get 23 hours of every animal there is before one more hour and you become it? Uh... Animorph rules, it's just you only get to change it to one animal. One okay, so animal. you choose that one animal, and is it cumulative after 24 hours of doing mm-hmm. it, you become it? No, you don't get only 24 hours, and that's it in your whole lifespan. You get to do 24 hours consecutively, but if you go over 24 hours, you become that animal. Yeah, so that one does not kill you <laughs> the way Superman will by just using your powers throughout your lifetime. You're slowly killing yourself. That one is objectively hmm. worse. Which one do you want, Manny, since you let me have <laughs> the not insane one? Actually, I'll still take Superman. Will you? Really? Okay. I would have preferred the animal yeah. one anyway. Do you like the Superman one more? Yeah, I mean, who's to say how long your lifespan is anyways, you know? It's all sort of yeah. just a thing. So you can like, yeah. only have an hour. I don't, have to, I don't have to use the power all the time. Just use it. Select points, man. Dude, I only have to use it once. Pull out the Best fucking bank heist of all time. Bam, I'm done. Gucci. Good. And then when people come after you, you just have to become invulnerable to bullets. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I'm going to do it so good. Superman has super speed, man. Fucking in, out. Cameras can't catch me. Fucking get those cameras boom, boom, out boom, with like boom. some sort of laser yeah. beam. Nah, dude. This is perfect. I'm never getting caught. Just one year <laughs> of my life gone. I'm fine with that. Is it what it was one year per hour? Is that what it was? You wouldn't even need a yeah. whole hour probably to do that. To do heist? Yeah, if you're that's if true. You, super you probably would whatever. Super speed. Oh my and god! Lasers, I probably wouldn't even lose a year. Thirty minutes you could do and then be yeah, done. Bam. Exactly. Oh shit! You're right. God damn! You game the system. This is why you guys are really good D and D players. God damn! <laughs> I'm still happy to be the animal. Uh, I'm still <laughs> not sure which animal I want yet, but it's a lifelong dream of mine to be able to turn into an animal. Wild shape. That's fun. What's next on the docket, kiddo? No, no. So I just, uh, I guess I just wanted to ask everyone, like, just final thoughts. Any final statements you guys want to make about movies, powers? 
Final the last thoughts. movie in general. I would have loved to see this movie, or I would love them to remake this movie as just like an anime, the way they did with like Full Metal Alchemist, <laughs> where they made it once before it was done, and then they did it again, kind of staying true to the manga. Make this into a an anime and follow the manga like all the way through. I'd be interested well, to see how that came out. You're in luck because Katsuhiro, Katsuhiro Itomo definitely is making an anime of oh, is Akira. He? Oh, is he? Yeah, back in 2019, I went to AX. They announced that three different projects that he's working on. One of them is an anime adaptation of the original manga. So, oh shit! At some point, we're gonna see that. I'm interested to see that because again, I think his world building seems like it's really intense and fun, but it just falls flat in this format. Exactly, Manny. The movie was good, but I get that. I get the feeling that's probably a little bit overhyped by people. I want to read the manga at some point, so. That's one thing about it. It definitely made me interested in the rest of that world. But, you know, as gorgeous as it is, I feel like it is lacking thematically and story-wise. So overall, I give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Before we finish the final thoughts, Keanu, uh, this is our April No Fools movie. So the the like, the like thing being held to high regard here is the animation itself by like other animators, correct? Yep. Yep, very much so. It's... Not many other studios can say they have this kind of frame count and this kind of attention to detail in animation. Like, yeah. the closest one people used to have back at the benchmark was Nausicaa, I think. That was Ghibli's old one. And even then, they didn't always have the kind of expressiveness they had here. The closest thing I can think of that, like, the, the kind of animation that they achieve in Akira is Cuphead. Where, the video game? Yeah. Hmm. That stuff, you can see, you can see the animation and they have lots of frames for their animation and it really stands out for that game a lot i like the movie it was a good movie a very i will say this as many said i totally agree with him that this movie falls flat and also morgan too this movie falls flat on a lot of fronts i think mm-hmm. but i think that's why i like it not because i like it for its faults but because it introduced me to better ideas like Manny mentioned Valhalla, like that is a really good game and touches a lot about on cyberpunk themes more so than I think this would. Again, you think of things like Ghost in the Shell, which came out after Akira and Serial Experience Lane, Psychopaths, all these really neat and thoughtful Japanese cyberpunk themes. None of that would have happened without Akira, though. And a lot of anime, too, wouldn't have been without anime here, like... Without Akio, we probably would never got Dragon Ball coming over here or any other big name manga series that were coming out after Akira came out. That's a good point. It's, it allowed for for Western media to to indulge in Eastern media. Mm-hmm. So for all its faults, I still am happy that I got to see this movie. Next movie theme. Movie theme. May, May oh, yeah. theme. What's the May theme? Manny. We here at uh, I'm Sorry Grandpa have done a lot of themes about a lot of different things uh, every month since we started except for December and I guess most of November since we lost some time there. Rest in peace. Uh, this month Rest in peace. I'm going to really bring it in here. You know, we talked a little bit about um, all the way back in March we talked a little about March Madness but let's let's make it clear. It might not feel the way it might not feel that way to Californians, but spring is here. Spring is here. And it's a big thing. Time seasons change. It's something that happens everywhere aside from California. 
Um, <laughs> it's summer now, and it, before it was slightly cold or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. No. It's full on spring here. Uh, it's May. The flowers are blooming, and you've all heard the expression April showers brings May flowers. Ooh, flower theme? It's a flower theme. May flowers, a month celebrating beautiful floral cinematography. So, the general Ooh. idea is that we have movies that have beautiful floral scenes. Um, examples are that scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy falls asleep in a patch full of poppies. Um, mm. So that's a really big one. There's a similar scene with, I believe, a field of dandelions and big fish. Or it's daffodils. So does maybe, it have actually. to be like a field or can it just be like a scene? Like, is it like your mustache one where as long as there's one scene involving a mustache, it's like a scene where they're ding, picking ding, bouquets ding. of It flowers. is like Movember. A bouquet of flower, a single beautiful shot of a rare elusive flower. Um, gotcha. So Beauty and the Beast, hundred percent. Yeah, and to start, oh, wait, watch you Citizen say? Kane, motherfucker. Oh no! Does Citizen Kane have a flower? <laughs> this one is not even a flower. It's a. That's a sled. That bud. <laughs> yeah, that does no, not Keanu. count. Shut up. No, it has to be an actual flower, Keanu. Um, to that extent, though, I will say. Can't be a plant, okay. can't be a tree, has to be flowers. Okay. There are flowers on trees sometimes, so that would work. But if it's just a tree that's not flowering, doesn't work. So what's the oh, what's the first movie? We're doing Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, that'll be it for us. Thanks for everyone joining us on I'm Sorry Gamble Podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye. I'm sorry. Yeah. Grandpa, I'm sorry. Don't kill me, Grandpa. Grandfather, no! I have I have older half brother. I don't know because my sister's husband, he's like my brother in law. He's older yeah, than me. Yeah, brother in law. So. That's that's just your brother in law, man. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> I hope he's not your half brother. If your sister's married to him. <laughs> that's fucked up, Keanu. <laughs> uh, you, you don't have another half of it. There's a lot of my sister married my, my brother. Not like that, but there are people who are cousins who in my family who married on accident. Uh-huh. Okay. Fucking what? Okay, yeah, we're... Uh, I won't mention like their names or anything, but there are two people in my mom's family. Uh, they grew up together. They didn't grow up together, but they met each other like in in high school and stuff, and they started getting along together. But they didn't know they were actually related. That's funny. Yeah, and they got married, and they're 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 a good couple. All right, well, as long as you know their kids don't have any problems, it's chill. No, they're all great kids. I love them. I see them every once in a while. Obviously, do you I ever know, like but... make fun of them? Yo, do you ever? Do you, do you <laughs> ever like cousin fuckers? <laughs> nah, never. <laughs> They're way older than me to do that. Um, one of them though, he he he's one. He's like a not older guy, but he understands like internet shit. He collects like toys and figurines and shit. Uh, hmm. He's like <laughs> one time he made a joke to me like you you've been watching that hand side man. I'm like no. <laughs> Don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god, did he look at my search history? 
I guess so. 